0: Now, 10 teenage mothers as young as 15 years of age have delivered newborn babies on Christmas Day in Limpopo. The Health MEC in Limpopo, Dr. Popi Ramatuba, says cases of teenage pregnancy remains a serious issue which requires all sectors of society to work together to address their challenges. The MEC joins us now uh, to speak further on this. Uh, Dr. Uh, Ramatuba MEC, welcome to SAFM. Good afternoon.
1: Afternoon, good afternoon to all your listeners, and Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners out there.
0: Merry Christmas to you too, MEC. Um, one can say that uh, but the problem is that um, the situation with teenage pregnancy uh, remains an issue.
1: It is, it is, um, rich, I would say, a crisis level because. In the morning we, we had of ten, but right now around four o'clock when I get the latest statistics, out of hundred and twenty two babies that we we have received already, of which sixty four are boys and fifty eight are girls, twenty five mothers are teenagers. Hmm. And, and and that is why we are saying you, you 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 where are we going as a as a nation? If our teenage, uh, a 15-year-old, on a Christmas day when she's supposed to be in Sunday school or somewhere playing with other kids, she is at the labor ward, labor room, together with her parents, uh, her mother, and, and that is unfair. When I get into that labor ward uh, to hand over gifts and I meet a, a newborn baby carried by another a child, Hmm. And and I ask myself, when a fifteen-year-old gives birth, it means she fall pregnant when she was fourteen. When hmm. when did uh, she start to be violated sexually? Because we can never. The law is very clear on any a, a, a sexual activity on a fourteen or a fifteen or a thirteen-year-old. That is digital rape. Yeah. The other challenge that we are we are really facing is that, as health workers, what we usually do. After delivering, because our main focus would be to deliver the, the baby and check whether the mother is fine health wise, then the next step would be to call the law enforcement agency, call police, get the parents involved. We get to know who is responsible. In most cases, we open cases. The following day, the parent goes and. Yeah. Let me put it in how they say it. And this is what is really frustrating me to say, how do we then work together to make Mm. sure that the parent, because right now it's a parent who's violating a 15-year-old, because we would have tried. And there's no way the justice system can work on this child if there is no witness, or there is no actually a case to answer. But how do we get the law to assist uh, us in making sure that we kept this, because lastly, There is no way that we can curb teenage pregnancy until such time. Somebody who is accused of statutory rape is arrested, go for trial, the justice system work, and he gets sentenced uh, for a long time in prison. Then people will know that this is wrong. Right now, they don't see anything wrong. It's a poor girl child who will remain to be a single mother being a child herself and that child, unfortunately raised by another child, when you look at our infant mortality, most of the children born out of children are the ones who are dying. When you look at the malnutrition cases we have in our pediatric wards, their mothers are children themselves. even if you, we give them the 350 a grant to look after the baby, that money is not looking after the baby because it's another child who still deserves to get another her, The grandma still go to herself to, to be taken care of by somebody else.
0: The, uh, the, our guest is MEC for Health in Limpopo, Dr. Popi Ramatuba, where on the one hand celebrating the arrival of, um, you know, loved of, of babies um, during this festive period, Christmas time. But unfortunately, in the midst of that celebration is this issue of um, teenagers giving birth to to babies, and you've mentioned uh, MEC the presence of parents there when when you go and visit the wards, but also uh, it is some of those parents who come in, as you say, papumula malato, taking it all, uh, making it all go away through the payment of some sort of damages, if you will. But but with that said, what more can the state do if we are not seeing or we are witnessing the complicity of the parents in silencing a crime? What then? does the state do in that case?
1: And, and I'm saying, it would require an effort of every single stakeholder. Uh, currently, in, in, in our province, we have got a team led by social development that we put it as executive council to look into this matter of teenage pregnancy. And health is also involved, education is part of it, sports, arts and culture and SAP. I think where we really need assistance is to get uh, the justice system because they're the ones who are expertise in terms of understanding the law to say when situations is, are like this and, and when we are start like this, how do we then utilize the law in order to get the parents who I, I'm saying they are in my own belief and lay men's mm. understanding uh, perpetuating this violence, this, this statutory rape, that is occurring to a girl child. Here you are not talking about an 18 year old or 17-year-old whom I would go to class and tell them, look, focus on your, your books. As a boy, sleep with your books. As a girl, hey, focus on the books. These are teenage. These are minors. These are not allowed by law to be involved in sexual activity. The Minister of Basic Education was at pains to even put up laws to be out there. But at the end of the day, when we still have parents here, when we still have society not seeing anything wrong about what is happening, it becomes very difficult. And I'm saying government Hmm. can do up to a certain level. But this time around, we've reached a level where we need parents of this particular teenage to be held responsible. Because if we win on that, then the law enforcement agency will be able to act and we will see criminals be facing the, the justice system.
0: One of the issues that comes up, especially at this time of the year, um, uh, MEC, and we know that there are many different uh, factors to, to teenage pregnancy. There is, of course, statutory rape, there is abuse that comes in, sexual violence that comes in, even from within the family, from even even fathers, or at this time of the year, gatherings where we have prying on, on their nieces and nephews. And again, I, I'm staying with this, even though you've addressed it in part but parents continue and even elders in the family continue to be complicit in protecting other violators within uh, the family which which raises the need for a whole lot more to be done maybe even to the extent where it is possible removing a, a child from a family considering the, the level of sexual violence that they would not only experience but the complicity of the rest of the family in keeping it silent the abuse continues even with that silence
1: that, that, that's that's exactly what we are trying to, to, to say that unfortunately this matter would would require us to 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 look into ourselves do introspection as Africans to say some of this happen in the name of culture and, and 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 people including us as women who are supposed to be maturity who are supposed to protect this girl child. We are the ones who are complacent to this crime. We are the ones who look at Malumi uh, touching the breast of a 10-year-old there. We are the ones who, when Malumi makes a joke, oh, Uhudile can be a wife today. This one can get married. We are the ones who look at it and and see nothing wrong on that matter. When they make all these sorts of comments about a girl child, instead of it should start there wherein hmm. as women we must be able to stand up and also as the responsible men out there to say not in my name you know i i do hear a lot of people say um these things are linked to poverty that's why we see all this happening we need to educate our own women to understand that a child of a domestic worker if you protect that child can grow up in this country where we've got access to education. A child can become a doctor tomorrow and choose who to marry and look even after that family which was seen to be poverty-stricken. But when you allow violation to happen to that child, not only do you destroy that child physically, you also destroy the child mentally. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, today we, we are we have got mixed feelings. When I get to Mangweng Hospital, for instance, I found 27, 28-year-olds g- having given birth. It's a celebration for me. No no mixed feelings. It's excitement. The babies are born healthy, Abgasco 1010. You go to Kentani Hospital, the babies are fine, but you have got a 16-year-old. You it, it spoils your mood. Yeah. You go to yeah. Malamulele, it's worse you get a 15-year-old, it's also spoils your mood. The other thing that we must remember is that when these teenagers uh, uh, fall pregnant, chances of them to deliver a low birth weight are very high. Mm-hmm. And if it's not a low birth weight, chances of them to deliver normally are very scarce. We usually are forced to take them for cesarean sex shield. Those that delivered uh, uh, normally, We end up post-delivery having to take them to theater to repair their perineum, which will be torn apart because of the baby, because that perineum is not yet ready to release a head of a human being. So that is why I'm saying there are many complications of teenage pregnancy which are not necessary socially only. They are also medically. If you look at uh, cases of uh, complicated deliveries and uh, 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 maternal death that are happening because of such complications as a result of teenage pregnancy we have got to work together to make sure that we end this teenage pregnancy and allow uh, women to be matured enough to understand what are they getting involved in when they get involved in sexual activity and when they finally fall pregnant and give birth to their children because yes as government we want more babies. We want more be- healthy babies because we want the population to grow, but not at the expense of yeah. the health of a girl
0: child. see, we appreciate your time. Um, and let us remember to, in the midst of the tragedy that we speak of, also celebrate uh, the birth of those babies. Thank you very much for joining us on SAFM this afternoon.
1: Yes, we, we really do celebrate even the very same babies, by the way, Yes. Then also, we, we, what we do, maybe just to explain to your listeners, uh, working with officials in the Department of Education and, 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 and Social Development, there's something that the minister uh, did establish of education before, where they, we put them on the mentor groupings, uh, working with our health professionals, our social workers, so that we monitor and help them. Uh, education will assist them to go back to school, and see that even that teenage mother, not all is lost. The main problem is where some of them have got child-headed families, wherein it's even become difficult because those are the main targets of these older men who prey on these children because they know there's no adult who's looking after them. That's how sometimes you see women calling men all sorts of names because they are not necessarily generalizing to all men, but they are referring to these animals who take advantage and prey on these so we are saying all these babies who are born out of teenage mothers, let's monitor them closely, make sure that they go for immunization because the mother is not uh, matured enough to remember the clinic card. We must yeah. make sure ourselves as health workers to work because these babies, we want them healthy. We don't want them to die.
0: Before we let you go, our Alcola that has come in uh, wanting to speak to you. Solomon, thanks for your patience. Good evening, afternoon.
2: Yes, uh, good evening. Um, with due respect uh, the MEC, uh, I think you are, you, are, you are very, very, very wrong. But you will learn this when you talk with the people of the Department of Education. Sexual intercourse, not just sex, sexual intercourse, being taught in the secondary is very dangerous. I would like you to read those papers and talk to those teachers who are teaching the children. That's number one. You you know what? They are pointing the. Uh, I'm just a little feel shy to speak the way they are speaking. The body, the body of human beings, they just spell out the way it is. Number two, the biggest matter, MEC. Me, I've got a structure called the Pastors' Community Concern. You can take my number. We will be with you. We chat with you. The the the, the matter of the grant. Very, very, very great. Those students from the school, when they are out, when they are in a break, if you could see yourself with your eye what they are doing, you will see that this is not a rape. It's an agreement with the reason of the crime. Now, this matter, if it cannot be stopped and being taught or spoken nicely, it will never, never, never you will never arrest it. Now you are arresting a boy and says he should be uh, and then you say it's a rape. Well, I don't know. Rape is a force. And that word, I think, in MEC, you need to analyze it well with the police. Rape is something which is force somebody. But if if we agree to make, to bake, and a child or a person to be uh, full of pregnant, that is not a rape. And it's not all these boys, whatever it could be, uh, people who are working or not working. But mostly to the student, I'm telling you, it's an okay.
0: agreement. Uh, okay, no, I think I think your point is very clear. I would like to get the MEC to to respond okay. there. I, I have I have I have my own resp- words, uh, but I'll, I'll I'll let you um, say something first in response, MEC.
1: No, th- thank thank you for for raising that because that is the major mistake that most of us do. Um, let let me give you a, a practical examples. Children who are involved in teenage pregnancy are children from the working class who goes to those public schools where sexual education was never taught. When you go to the private school where the kids there knows everything about their body and knows everything about their rights and knows when do you give consent, at, at what age are you...
0: I'm not too sure what happened there. Have we lost the MEC? Maybe let's take a quick break and hopefully we can reconnect because I think it's very important that we allow uh, the MEC. Yeah, MEC, I'm sure that we, we just uh, lost your co- connection with you for uh, a few minutes there, a few seconds at least. We'll take a quick break and reconnect and allow the MEC to conclude. Maybe you want to respond to what Solomon had to say. I must admit, there's a lot of what he said that's quite problematic especially when it comes to what we understand to be rape or even statutory rape and what how we look at things and view things as men. But, yeah, uh, we'll take a quick break, reconnect with the MEC, and allow her to conclude. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614 104 107. Koketsu Sachane on SAFM. 16 minutes to six, uh, we reconnect with uh, the MEC of Health in Limpopo, MEC Popi Ramatubao, MEC, the line uh, cut the, uh, the connection as you were responding to what Solomon had to say.
1: Okay, so I was saying also to, to, to Solomon that when we give children in public school information, empowering them with the knowledge, for them to understand what their own body and what must happen, there's nothing wrong. These are children who do not have me and you who can sit down with them and talk to them about their rights. Now, the only parents they have will be those teachers uh, who are teaching them uh, that uh, 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 sexual education at school. We can say whatever we want because we are in a position of privilege, and we are at an advantage position, because we can do for our children Got a responsibility to do for the children of them, those uh, working-class mothers who are migrant laborers who don't hardly stay at home, whom men prey on them. So, for me, I'm saying uh, we, 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 we cannot uh, start uh, by just saying there have been concerns. The law of this country has never a given a permission or, or allowed and say it's lawful for a 15-year-old or a 14-year-old to be engaged in sexual activity. And even if the father of, of, of that baby is it's, it's 15 or 16, they, they must go for that punishment because even that boy was not supposed to be having sexual activity the problem is that the teenage pregnancy unfortunately affects the girl child more than the boy child that is why you will find that those the the parents of the boy will not feel the pain than the parents of the girl child so for me i disagree with solomon and i'm saying we've got to change our mindset and i'm welcoming his invitation to say, let's come and sit down and engage. I'll bring him cases per cases to show him that some of the fathers of these babies are 27 year old. How do you then justify that a 27-year-old had a, consent, a a sexual activity with a 14-year-old? How do you de- do that?
0: There's a number of, of calls, at MEC, and I'm going to just keep you on the line because this is such... An important conversation, and even the the, the views that we hold, um, our own interpretation of what is rape, um, what is a teenage pregnancy, and and also the aspir- the aspersions that we cast on 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 some of the the young people in in our communities, uh, even the idea that just the fact that you are pregnant it means there was consent out out ruling. Um, or taking out the possibility of or even the reality of rape, let alone statutory rape, the sexual violence that we're experiencing in our communities. We've got a couple of more calls. Sam is in mid rand. Sam, thanks for your call. Uh,
3: evening. Oh, yes.
0: We're good, brother. What's on your mind?
3: Yes, man. I just want to uh, disagree with the previous uh, caller by saying um, for someone to sleep with a 14-year-old is not a rape. You remember... Um, Adult, your, your mind cannot think like a 14-year-old. That means you should know better that this is a child. You cannot sleep with a child, of which I believe um, this person, it, he, 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 he may not have children or, or get children because of what he's saying. I really don't understand why did he say so. Because the yeah. so first and foremost, Minister, I, I believe what should happen is that um, this thing of opening a case... Against uh, a, a man who sleeps with children, it must not be negotiated by even their parent to say, "Let's drop the case because of the damages being paid." A child is a child. Uh, a government must take this and make them make it their uh, their are, their are, they are concern to make sure that this thing of sleeping with children it it come to an end. Because of I'm saying so because of my child as well was uh, had a baby by the age of 40. I was never happy about that. I was not happy. You understand? And of which, unfortunately, um, in this issue, um, uh, her issue was handled by a mother and a uh, parent because of, I don't stay with her. But I don't agree with the previous caller. Thank
0: you very much. Thank you very much, Sam Ed Medrand. Um, Emisi, uh, a conversation that we continue to have, and I do hope that um, Solomon will, will take your uh, acceptance of his invite to to have the conversation because there's a need for us to talk to one another. Thank you once again uh, for your time this afternoon.
1: Thank, thank you very much, and Merry Christmas once more to, to you all, and be safe.
0: Thank you very much. That is the uh, MEC for Health in Limpopo, Dr. Popi Ramatuba, uh, talking about the, the disturbing trend, uh, reality of uh, teenage pregnancies, not only in Limpopo, of course, in many parts of the country, and also the views that we hold. There, there is a tone of judgment that comes up when one talks of teenage pregnancy, there's a tone of judgment, there's a tone of of blame as well that comes in and, and a blanket approach to how we view things. And I think the problem with that is that we are abdicating responsibility or even removing the responsibility that... Uh, that we have, whether some have, there is no way that we do not know of individuals in our communities who, whether it's because of the positions that they hold, the money that they have, whatever it might be, that are prying on teenagers. We're seeing it happen. We are allowing it to happen. We know who is doing it. And for as long as we're going to shift the blame towards the teenagers, then we are Um, allowing the perpetrators, we are allowing um, those vouchers to continue to take advantage.